We're going to be aggressive. That's what Dana Brown says. We're going to talk about who the Astros might be looking at, what makes sense for the Astros to do at the trade deadline, because we know they probably need another bat and possibly another pitcher. Let's talk about this on a special edition of Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we update you joins for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Stros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can you find you at? They can find me at HTM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Stros. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by, well, it's two months before the trade season. So why not? Let's go ahead and talk trade deadline because that seems to be what Twitter and everybody's talking about. But guys, thank you for making Lockdown Astros podcast your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube. Make sure you go and keep on subscribing to us. Go and make us your first listen and become an everyday or somebody that listens to our podcast every day. So um, just go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you check out your podcast, go and check it out. So we're going to, first of all, kind of look at where the Astros are now. We're going to look at what Dana Brown said on Sports Talk 790 the other day. We're going to kind of look at some of the needs that the Astros could possibly have. Um, what teams are out of contention right now? Uh, granted, it's still a long time away from trade deadline. And what trade targets are out there? I do have a lot that I've listed out. And is the, then at the end, we'll go ahead and say, are the, are the Astros good enough to win the World Series as they are? So make sure you tune in for the entire show to hear our answer. So let's go ahead and get started for this special edition. And let's just go ahead and say what, where the Astros are right now. Well, oh, you mean in... In, in, in terms of like what what the record like in terms of their like in terms oh, okay. of okay and everything like needs things like yeah. that okay mm-hmm. okay sorry I was I was I was looking for more of a lead in okay I do understand what you're at. I didn't want to respond to the wrong thing so the Astros are three games out we are down three pitchers McCullers I don't anticipate coming back he's back on flat ground Urquidy is actually healing better. And I'll give you my, my my prediction on what on what's going to happen there. And then we know Luis Garcia is out. Brantley's probably not coming back. I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. So the Astros, I think, need an outfield bat, and they need a starting pitcher. I don't think they really need help in the relief pitching area because look, Joe Record is making waves down in Sugarland, and we we talked to Joe Record when he was a starting pitcher with the Hooks. He's now become their closer. He was named their player of the month in Sugarland. So I think the relief pitching core will, will be fine. I think they can sustain within, whether they're at the major league level or in AAA. I think they're fine there. But I'm thinking you go for a starter. Now, I don't know what level starter you can go for. I don't know how big of a target you can go after. But even if you can get a mid-rotation guy, maybe get a guy who's had success in the past and fix him, 
and help him kind of revamp his career, kind of like you do with Hector Neres, kind of like you did with Charlie Morton. Heck, you improved Garrett Cole. You made Dallas Keuchel into a Cy Young winner. So Houston has a history of fixing pitchers that may have a hitch or may have some delivery issues, getting spin rate up, taking pitches out, adding pitches in. So I would like to see a bat, and I would like to see a starting pitcher. That's where they're at. They're three games back of the Rangers with all those injuries we've listed. The Rangers yeah. have had the easiest schedule, the easiest schedule in all of baseball. That's why I'm not as high on them. And Dana Brown, I, I hope he is a man of his word. You know what, Eric? I actually got to meet him yesterday in person. One of the nicest guys. If y'all see him at the stadium, say hi to him. He'll talk to you. He, he talked to several people, but not many people I realized didn't know who he was walking through because He's just walking around business as usual. He's not wearing like an orange Astros colored sports coat. He's just walking through and casually he said, hi, I told him about the show. And it was, it was kind of a neat um, meeting. I didn't get to ask him his strategy or who he was going after. I didn't want to put him on the spot, but that's where the Astros are right now. Uh, They're 23 and uh, sorry, 33 and 23 at the moment. I know that, uh, the last game was one that you would like to forget about. Hunter Brown just didn't have his best start. And then the bullpen, you had uh, Muszynski come in and kind of get hit around a little bit. Then Seth Martinez got hit around a little bit. So somebody is going down because they are going to the six-man rotation. Dusty Baker confirmed that after the game yesterday. So we have not heard anything about that. But um, I do want to uh, go, uh, go ahead and say what uh, Dana Brown said. He said, we will continue to improve the club. As Crane would say, we're always in a window to win. So we have to make the necessary moves that we have to make, as long as they're reasonable, to get where we need to get. We're going to be aggressive in the front office to give Dusty Baker what he needs downstairs to win games. We're going to have to do what we have to do. And so basically, he two months from now, they're going to have to do uh, – have the trade trade deadline, but he's saying he's going to go out there and do a deal. So he, they recognize that the offense is hot and cold. One day it can score 10 runs. Next day it could be shut out. And it, it just, it's very frustrating. And uh, so I know that you have players that are, I know in yesterday's game, everybody's like, well, why was Jose Altuve not in the lineup? He's still coming back from a major injury. He missed um, basically this, this is his spring training. So I, I think that they're they're being safe with him because they want him in October. So I agree with uh, most of your needs. Um, I wouldn't mind somebody, let's say that Michael Brantley is not coming back for this season. I wouldn't mind somebody that could play maybe first base, DH, maybe some third base. Because as the team is constructed right now, you don't really have anybody who can go over there and play third base. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure Mauricio Devon, well, but they haven't really given Alex Bregman a day off. They haven't. Um, Corey Jolks can play third base. Corey Jolks actually played quite a bit of third base last year in AAA the last couple of years. So I think Jolks would be a prime candidate. Now, my thing is, if, if you're going to bring these guys to the minors, I'll just mention this real quick, and you're going to play them multiple positions when they finally get up, why don't you let them play? I mean, Heck, we let Hensley take first base, and he doesn't play a whole lot of first base. I think Jolks needs to get some time at third base. I really was surprised he didn't get time at third base against, like, the Oakland Athletics, you know, against a lesser team. Or on yesterday's Not game. against. 
yeah, or even or even yesterday's game. But but dude, Minnesota, we covered that last night. I mean, we made them look like AL ALCS champs. I mean, they were they just they took care of business. And you know, Hunter Brown, let me just say this: eight strikeouts. He just he he gave up too many hits. He was filling up the zone because I think he was getting squeezed. And I think that was throwing him off. And I, I really think the umpire with the mixture of just some bad luck pitches, he just he just plated too many fastballs in the zone. But um, Eric, there are there are some there are some outfielders that I that I really like. Um, you've put forth a pretty hefty list here. And let me just say this: the bigger the name, the higher the price. Okay. Yeah. And here's the thing. Here's here's my prediction with Jose Arquiti. He comes back sooner than later. He comes back and has two or three really good starts, and he gets traded. I think if he comes back and is successful, he's a perfect trade piece. Not because I don't like Jose Arquiti, but because he has a lot of value, and he can give value to another club right away and be there for two or three more seasons with them. So I think if you can package Arquiti as a part of a deal, you don't have to relinquish with someone like a Drew Gilbert or one of your higher thought, you know, more, more highly thought after uh, prospects. Yes. Uh, so definitely uh, in a second, we're going to look at which teams as of right now are likely going to trade away some of their talent and look at some of the players that are available because right now Lance McCullers threw 93 miles per hour. He threw 35 pitches and then experienced some discomfort. And Dana Brown did admit that this was a setback. So they're going to reevaluate him in about a week. So we don't know what's going on with Lance McCullers. So there are some needs on this Astros team. So how are we going to assess those needs? And if you need some tickets, how are you going to assess those uh, ticket needs? And uh, we could do that with game time. That's right. Game time is the place that you need to go for all of your ticket needs, not just sports, but music, comedy, theaters, you name it. With the killer deals on last minute tickets, their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped to have fun wherever you want to go. That's right. Summer, it's here. The kids are out of school. Why not take them to an Astros game? Why not get the best prices on tickets? that are out there forget planning months in advance you know what hey little johnny let's get in the car let's go to the astros game today walking up to the stadium literally you can purchase like i did literally went to an astros game this year i didn't have tickets i was like i got the game time app i pulled that out went up to game time 12th row seats section 109 like 48 bucks i mean you can't beat that it was amazing. And if I would have gone to, let's say, StubHub or somewhere else and found tickets in the same row in the same section for a cheaper price, they would have credited me 110% the difference. They are that good. You get images of your seat. You know exactly what to expect. You buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps in your set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig for your email. That's right. So download the GameTime app and create an account. Use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB. If you use that promo code locked on MLB, you get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. A big fan. And also, the Astros play the Angels Thursday night. If you're listening today, um, 7 10 Central Standard Time. That's right. The Los Angeles Trout Otanis come to town. Catch every pitch of the Astros' hometown 
broadcast on the Sirius XM app. Search SXM. Then when you get there, search Astros. And eventually you'll be able to catch all the Lockdown Astros podcast on that same app as well. All right. So I guess that's their official name. Um, the Otanis and the Trouts. Uh, they're not called the Angels anymore. No, but, um, that's their whole team. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're a little bit better than that this year, Brett, but um, I get what you're saying. I know, there. I know, so, I know. Uh, let's look at some of the teams that are not quite in the Astros, the Rangers, the Angels territory. So these teams subject to them going on a little hot streak. And I know the Cardinals have gotten a little bit better recently, but you've got the Athletics, probably the worst team in baseball, the Cardinals, the Giants, the Nationals, the Reds, the Rockies, and the Royals, and the White Sox. Those okay. are some of the teams that are likely out of um, the playoff hunt this year. So um, if you're looking at uh, starting pitching, I guess the White Sox would be your primary um, where you're going to be looking at because everybody's like, oh, well, Lance Lynn, um, he has $18 million option for 2024. Uh, with a $1 million buyout, you can also go out after Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease. But I don't think they're going to trade somebody like Lewis Robert or when they're young guys that they're building the whole team around. Now, right now, I have I have opined, and of course, I think that is. Look, I was talking about it with a friend yesterday. I said, "Can you imagine if we got Lewis Robert and then we also got Giolito and we fixed Giolito and then Robert joins the same lineup as Jordan Alvarez?" That would be insane, and he gets right. to come over and rejoin his teammate. Maybe that's what Jose Abreu needs. Maybe mm -hmm. he needs a couple White Sox in the dugout. I mean, that might be something to think about, Eric. The Maybe psychologically that would help. I, I'm just saying, like, if they are truly in it to give Dusty another World Series ring, to give this team another World Series ring, they are going to have to pay a price, and if the price is high – Astros fans, are you willing to get rid of Drew Gilbert? Are you ready to offload somebody who you think in the future is going to be a solid major leaguer? And I don't know that we're there. Mm -hmm. To me, Lucas Giolito would not demand super high of a price. Um, I, you know, I do like, I don't, I don't really know a lot of starting pitchers that are, that are out there besides Giolito and Cease. Um, you do have Jack, um, Jack Flaherty. Aroldis Chapman, he's a closer. Um, I really, we really don't need a closer right now. You got Joe Record. I, I think you, I think you stay in house with that. But I really thought the Diamondbacks would be out of it, and if they were out of it, the Diamondbacks got some pitchers I would love to bring over. But it looks like the Diamondbacks are actually playing serious out there in the NOS. Yeah. So Scott Barlow with the Royals, he could be option. You have Amir Garrett and Aroldis Chapman as well. Um, now, could you have Aroldis Chapman and uh, Jose Altuve on the same team? At least Altuve can't hit a home run off of him. That's the positive side. So um, if you're looking at the A's, what's left on their team, I know I'm looking at a list where they have that. If you're wearing an A's uniform, you could be traded but Mark Kana and also Brent Rooker could be on the move. I know this is his breakout season, but they may try to capitalize on the fact that he's had a great season. But do you really? Well, Kana is playing for who? The ace, I believe. Uh, no. No, no Kana got traded. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah, Kana's on the Mets, I thought. Okay, yeah, I thought yeah, so. Yeah, he's not. Maybe this is yeah, the old no. list I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's, yeah, yeah, because Mark Kana's on the Mets. But hey, 
an outfielder I'd love to get and someone that we should have looked at before is Randall Gritchick. I mean, this guy's a local Houston area kid from the Richmond Rosenberg area. And he's, he's having a really good year. You talked about a guy that has versatility infield outfield. Mm-hmm. Will Myers for the Reds you have listed would be good. Um, Jerickson Profar, again, you could maybe revisit that. Um, you know, I think there are some options to get another bat in here, Eric. I think that's realistic. I think you get a mid to low range type of, of pitcher because, look, going to the playoffs right now, you have three studs. Javier, Valdez, and Brown. Right. I think those three guys going to the playoffs, if you get them seasoned, and let's say you take them through a whole regular season, you know, Brown just pitched the most pitches he's ever done, 102 in a game. So they're clearly trusting him with more, even when he's faltering. He's going to be there. He's going to be one of the horses in the stable. You need a four and a five guy. And if Urquidy comes back and, and and has success, you trade him to maybe get another guy that maybe has a little bit more value, a little bit more length um, there. And who knows? Um, but I think there's some really reasonable pieces. Um, Jules mentions um, Christian Walker. Um, Trevor um, has been mentioned in Marcus Stroman over in Chicago. I think Marcus Stroman wants to stay in Chicago. And You're I know right. it's not really and his choice, but he's trying to get extension. May. Yeah. Now he he has an opt out, so he could if he comes to Houston, he could always go back to Chicago. Yeah, but someone someone made a point. Someone said, "Hey, I want everybody on the Mets. I want everybody in the Mets clubhouse to look how much Marcus Stroman is having fun." Maybe Marcus Stroman wasn't the problem in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marcus Stroman is not a heel right now, and that has been kind. You know, it's kind of funny. I said something about bringing him to Houston. I think about a season ago. And I was like, no, he would he would be a cancer in the locker room. He literally responded to me and he was like, well, they'll just give anybody a blue check or something like that. He he like came after me. I was like, oh, crap. I didn't know I was going to get in the like a this wasn't personal stro. But, you know, if you can get a guy like that, Eric, even even on a rental type deal, I mean. And the Brewers guy. Let me just wrap this up. He said, I don't know why the Brewers wouldn't trade Burns if the price was right, because he's he's gone after this year and he goes, they're not going to pay him 300 million. So if you want to get a frontline pitcher as a rental, they hold less value because more than likely they're out the door. So that may be a realistic kind of side door option. Uh, Rosenthal says that uh, Milwaukee may not be able to sustain its uh, placement on top of the division, may eventually fall out of playout race, race. He also cites what happened last year when they, they traded Josh Hader. Um, so he said uh, Burns is only under contract through 2024, and the Brewers might believe that now is the best time to move him. So that kind of says that well, since he has one year of control after this year, uh, it may be the best time to trade him this year. Also, Buster Olney says that there's a chance that the Yankees may go ahead and try to flip uh, Luis Severino for some prospects. Um, so uh, we'll see if that happens. Um, but the biggest thing is John Heyman. It looks like everybody's trying to throw out some uh, speculation out there. Oh, but John Heyman. Heyman said that Shane Bieber – could be one of yes. the big names out there. Oh and yeah, Shane Bieber, Bieber would, uh, especially how he pitches in the uh, playoffs. Uh, he's um, he's arbitration eligible for the first time in uh, 2024, and so it's it would be 
probably a high price to pay, but he would be like a second, like your number two behind Framer Valdez or behind maybe number. No, I think he would go ahead of Christian Javier if he, if he's on this team. Yeah. And, and just to, you know, just to reemphasize that, I, I don't like came up today because the article was posted yesterday, but Chandler Rome, you know, he writes an article about Lance McCullers setback and how that amplifies the need of why we're having this conversation and right. why Dana Brown is saying that. And I kind of love how he says both Baker and Brown use the word discomfort to describe McCullers, McCullers latest hurdle. And he basically says the word is used so frequently, it carries little or actual meaning. So, look, here's the deal. What I think the Astros need to do is if they realistically don't think that Lance is going to be back to full strength, he like if he gets on the mound, he's 80% or 70%. Look, shut him down. Shut him down. Get him fully healthy. Bring him in next season. Make him a relief pitcher. I'm sorry, Lance. You're relegated to the bullpen the rest of your career. Go, go be John. Schmo- go be John Smoltz. Go be a back end guy. Become the closer. And someone said in here, I do want to address this. Someone said Presley isn't good anymore. Presley has one blown save in like the last, I don't know how many pit games he's pitched. I mean, Presley's fine. The reason why we don't like Presley is when he does mess up, it looks worse than other pitchers. Why? Because he doesn't throw 100 miles an hour. And That's he does a big knock on Presley. And he doesn't do good in non in, in non-safe situations. Exactly. Right. Right. For some reason, it's a mental thing with him. Yeah. And, and look, Presley's fine. Presley's not bad. You do. Someone said make Maton the closer. Silver Eagle says makey. No, Maton's not doesn't he's, have the closer. He's in a role he's in for a reason. And uh, if you're gonna move anybody to that role, it's gonna be someone like Brian Abreu. At, at at one point, I think Brian Abreu will move into that role. He He's your flame-throwing, hard-throwing. You can put him in the last three hitters, the last, you know, bottom yeah. of the ninth to get that win. Yeah, to kind of wrap up on this um, discussion, Jordan Montgomery with the Cardinals is um, another guy that I know the Astros have faced him in the playoffs before, but he's another guy that – could be out there if the Cardinals decide to sell. He's been very effective, a different pitcher since he's put on that Cardinal uniform. And Jack Flaherty, I know he doesn't have a great ERA this year, but he is somebody that I think the Astros pitching coaches could potentially fix. So I just want to put a disclaimer out there. Any of these trades, like you said earlier, is going to cost a lot. But Dana Brown and his assistant GMs, uh, Jim Crane, have got to decide is it worth, um, is the need uh, um, overweigh what they're giving up? And so if the need, if they have to give up Drew Gilbert, they better be giving up something because he is probably their uh, outfielder as soon as next year, so, if not this year. So so here's my question. Belak and J.P. French are doing phenomenal, right? But um, someone brought this up earlier and, I kind of, I kind of just kind of pushed off the side, but I was really thinking about it because I try to look at things from different perspectives. If Belak has a regression throughout the season where he's given up more hits, having less strikeouts, is he going to be kind of like a Wade Miley type pitcher where he's successful up until September and then kind of falls off? And if, and if that's what they're concerned about, then maybe they don't let go of Arkiti, but maybe that's then more of a reason to trade someone like an Arkiti if he comes back. And I'm talking about this is if Arkiti comes back, if he comes back being successful and has that trade value because they tried to trade him last year and it didn't work. Right. But I see J.P. France as more of the guy lasting throughout the season. 
Belak may have a little bit of a fall off, and if he does, and you think he's going to, then I think it's I think it's uber important to get another pitch right here. It's not because I don't believe in Belak, but it just it seems like he slowly regresses, and it's it's not he's not like he's kind of trended up, but I'm wondering if he's kind of plateauing a little bit. Then you're going to start seeing those performances go down more often. And I think that's why the Astro, the trade deadline is so late in the season. Uh, it, they have time to decide. They have time to see who's out there and they don't have to make any rash decisions. Like they can kind of, uh, they're doing better than just tre- treading water like they were doing for a while there. So now they're above 500. They're, yes, they lost two bad games against the, the Twins, but uh, for the most part, uh, they've been looking. The offense is just, the pitching has been, semi okay for the most part it's just the offense has been hot and cold they got to address that they it would be nice to have one more reliable arm in the bullpen because Seth Martinez has not been what we thought he was going to be and uh, the lefty stuff they've had in bullpen Matt Gage I thought was okay but Dusty Baker didn't have a lot of confidence in him so we'll we'll have to see what happens but there's still a long way we're not going to take a deep, deep dive into this. We just want to kind of throw right. it out there. So really well, to end the podcast, Brett, uh, we said we're going to keep it short. Um, are the Astros good enough? Assuming Urquidy comes back healthy, assuming Lance McCullers comes back healthy and assuming Brantley comes back healthy. Are the Astros good enough to win the world series? They are good enough to win the world series. Lance McCullers or Michael Brantley are not coming back in my mind. So I don't even think that's a part of the equation. If they do, it's a great surprise. Um, No, they absolutely need to go out and get one more arm. And I think they need to go out and get another bat. And their pitching is still top two ERA and starters. Some of the top bullpen guys in the league. So I think we're good with in-house bullpen guys. Go get another starter. Go get another bat. Sorry, Brantley. Um, McCullers, I hope you make it back by October, but I'm not counting on it. All right. Uh, my answer is um, I think the Astros definitely need some more help. Uh, the offense is just too inconsistent. And just remember what I know Dana Brown wasn't technically GM back then, but just remember what the 2021 Braves did. They picked up four outfielders slash DHs, and those guys basically carried the Braves offense into to win the world series. So there's a chance that uh, the Astros can do that. So uh, I think that Dana Brown will do something similar. They may not be the big names, but they'll be the names that get it, the job done. So the Astros play the angels tonight at seven ten central t- time, catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Steve Sparks and Robert Ford on Sirius XM on the SXM app, go and search Astros and uh, we'll be back later on tonight with the post game show. Any closing thoughts, Brett? No, just, um, you know, keep, you know, keep riding with us, keep subscribing. Um, uh, congratulations to those y'all that won tickets. We'll have more tickets next week. We'll be announcing here in a couple weeks, our first live event at home run dugout. Sorry. Over in Katy. We'll be um, telling you the time and date for that. Y'all can meet us out there. We'll have some giveaways. Check us out. I'm H.M. Wellhouse. He's Eric the Man Heisman. We're your team every day. And go Strews. Bring me Luis Robert, please, with a side of Dylan Cease. <laughs>